I can't help it that I'm custom made. I can't help it that I look good, smell good, woo, can't dance all night long. I can't help it. Y'all keep strutting like flair, but I swear y'all rappers is something. Y'all quit running around here looking like Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Oh, yeah. Y'all act tougher than Macho Man when the club be jumping. What's good? Welcome back to another episode of the Flawed Culture Podcast. Trying to get back into the regular swing of things. I've probably already have given you more podcast episodes this year than I did last year. I only did two, man. Uh, shout out to Facebook. I see my people tuning in to Facebook. What up, Bernard? What up, homie? Um... Shout out to the people that's listening to this. Um, shout out if you're at work, if you're at home, whatever you're doing. Hope you're not listening to this on the toilet. But then again, you know, hey, you got to do what you got to do sometimes, right? You got to have some listening stuff, something to listen to <laughs> while you're on the john, on the commode, huh? <laughs> Yo, um... If you're not following the Flawed Culture uh, brand, you can follow that. It's the Facebook page for that, Flawed Culture. You can go to flawedculture.com. Soon I'll be coming out with some merch, the whole nine. But again, I'm just trying to get back into the swing of things. Um, for those who are watching on Facebook, let me stand up. I'm still rocking the hoodie. Every time I do an episode, I'm going to rock the hoodie. You know what I'm saying? Um, I even got my Richmond Scully on, dog. I, I like this Scully. Shout out to four four one nine Press. That's where I got this uh, Scully from. Um, man, let's get into it. Episode thirty four. No, fifty four. <laughs> I'm bugging. <sighs> All right. So a lot has happened. Well, not really a lot. Um, I know last episode I kind of went hard at the Clubhouse app and everything like that. Uh, you know what? Let me take a pause for a second. Before I even get into that, man, I want to um, I want to give uh, my condolences to the Day family. Um, had a pretty prominent guy here in Richmond, Joe Doja. A lot of y'all know him as Joe Doja or Joe Day. Um, we went to school together. Um, he hooked up with the super friends with Mad Skills, Danger Mouth, Lonnie B. Um, came out with Lack Boy. That was a bop. I'm telling you here in Richmond. That, we was playing that. I think it made it on a soundtrack too, man. Um, it made it on a soundtrack. And I remember going to the movies and waiting to like the credits roll to hear it. And, uh, that was a good moment. That was a that was a that was a good moment. But but Joe was a good dude, man. And plus he was a Niners fan too. And I remember at the start of the season, before we had all those injuries, you know, he was talking about the Niners, man. It was we was in anticipation because this was supposed to be our revenge year. Golly, man, but that's another story. But anywho, man, it just my thoughts and prayers go out to the Day family, Joe, Doja. 
RIP. My prayers to, to John Day and or Day Day, we would call him, the rest of the family. Um, definitely lost a real good guy, man. Um, so just wanted to start off with that. Anywho, man, I don't know how long this is going to be. It's probably going to be one of those short ones because a brother hungry in a mug. <laughs> I'm hungry, man. And we just, you know, we ordered some pizza tonight for the family because when you got a family of six, man, it you don't feel like cooking all the time, right? Um, so I got him a little pizza, a little something, something. Um, but I do want to talk about a few things that's been on my mind. Um, normally, I have my list written out of what I was going to touch on, but not this week. I kind of want to shoot from the hip. Um, just want to talk about well, first of all, let me talk about a post that I made earlier today. If you've been following me, if you're not following me on social media, just my personal joint is Walk With Jason. Anywhere you go, Walk With Jason, um, except on Facebook, you just got to find my name, Jason Tyree um, or Jason C. Tyree. I think I have it on there. Yeah. But anywho, um, I made a post today because I saw a picture um, of my family. 10 years ago prior, uh, 10 years ago to this day, um, there was a picture of us. It was myself, my wife, and my th three out of four kids because my youngest, she's about to be sick soon. So she wasn't in that picture. She wasn't even a thought at that time. But just thinking back on 10 years, how much can change in 10 years? Um it, it was it was pretty uh, a pretty decent eye opener of man like had I thought ten years ago that I would be where I am today on my family I I wouldn't have believed it bro I mean well no I wouldn't I was gonna say there's certain aspects I would believe that I am I wouldn't say completely shocked but I still wouldn't imagine this. Um, I'm going back 10 years ago, man. Like I said, the apartment we was living in was like 900 something square foot, two bed, two bath. But it was five of us at the time. Um, and all three of the kids at the time was under the age of four. Um, I just had um, been let go because that was still around the time where companies were downsizing. And normally when you're downsizing, man, um, the creative jobs tend to go first. They're like, ah, what do we need with art? <laughs> Marketing, let's get rid of that. And I think it's dumb for them to do it because if you're trying to stay afloat as a business, you still need some marketing and advertising going out to bring the customers in. But, you know, corporate logic is let's get rid of art first. And so I was a casualty to that. Um, and I was unemployed for eight months. The picture that I saw was at my four month mark of unemployment. <sighs> um, sh shout out again to the people on Facebook. What's up? I see y'all. Anthony, my guy, Hammett. That's my guy, man. Um, Corey, that's my neighbor. Shout out to Corey. Mike, what's good? Mike Bell. Yeah, classmates, man. 
Oh, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get back into that later about the classmates and stuff. But um, yeah, just looking at that picture, man, I was unemployed. My son, he was going through a lot. Um, he had he had thank God for had. I like that word had. He had glycogen storage disease, which uh, is a, a disease with the lung. Um, no liver. It was it was liver related, but it also was threatening to um stunt his growth. And everything like that. And when he when he was smaller, like his stomach was enlarged and that, that was some of the effects of the glycogen storage disease. And they say that you're never supposed to be healed from it. It's one of those things you just live with. But I think when he turned about five, we just prayed, man. We just prayed and believed God and they went back and we made sure they d- double and triple check. They couldn't find a trace of it, bro. They couldn't find a trace of it at all. And that was just, that was all God, man. And now my son, there's no stunt in his growth. In fact, he's the same height as his mom now. <laughs> and he's 13. Uh, it was also crazy. And this kind of ties back. I like to segue here because it's going to go back to what I, I was talking about with my classmates. So, like, my son is my wife's height uh well they 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 like maybe half an inch off or whatever but my son's 5'1 he's 13. i graduated from high school i was (laughs) 5'2 when i graduated from high school man i was worried because i was like yo i'm about to go to college I'm not trying to be 5'2 going to college. But that summer, man, it was a late, I was a late bloomer. But that summer, man, God gave me, <laughs> God gave me about seven more inches, man. And so I was like, all right, cool. I can, I can handle 5'9. You know, it's still considered small to some people. I think it's average height, but it's whatever, whatever. I'm I'm cool with my five nine because I could have been five two. Oh my gosh. But um anywho, just man, just reflecting back on the high school days. Um I've had good and bad experiences. Experiences that scarred me. I, I've talked about this in um in mixtapes and in songs over the years, but a lot of people, no, just about, just about, I'm not going to say everybody, but just about everybody uh, talked about my head and I was small. And so I was small and skinny. So my extremities were just large. It looked larger than normal. So my head, my hands and my feet, but nobody paid attention to my hands and feet because they zeroed in on my head. And so my nickname was head and, you know, everybody got a chuckle and a laugh out of it. I was just soaking it in all these years. Like, ah, oh, I guess this is my lot in life. I'm known as head to everyone. <laughs> right. Um, and I know some people didn't meet. They didn't mean malice or anything. Um, it, it, it turned, it, it ended up turning to like a term of endearment. Like, oh, that's head. <laughs> but when you had teachers who like, Cause nowadays they do it differently, but back in the day, like they they had a, a roll sheet that they called before class start, and you know you say you here or not here, like here or present, 
and I had a teacher. I never forget it. He crossed my name out day one, first day of school. Crossed my name out and wrote head over top of it, and he'll call the role. He'll call everybody else's name correct, like Sally, uh, Rebecca, you know, da, 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 all those names, right? And I'm just throwing out names because I don't want to like say anybody's name for real, for real. Um, he'll go through the road, just calling everybody's name out. And then he get to mine, like, head, class laugh. Ha, 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 ha. This was an everyday occurrence, too, right? And I'm sitting here like, huh, here. Like, I was accepting it, dude. And it was, <laughs> it was, it was ticking me off. Um, but I think I snapped one day in 11th grade and the, the head stuff kind of dwindled down. And then, thank God, like I said, graduated from high school. I grew those seven inches, man, and I grew into my head, essentially. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so uh, looking back at it, it was, it was just like, man, it did damage my self-image, though, for many years. And um, I'm cool now. I'm more than cool. But it played a role. It played, it played a role. I don't know why I wanted to talk about that. I didn't plan on talking about that. But again, I'm shooting off the hip. But it is what it is. Um, yeah. The major thing. Oh, before I even get into the, the. Let me let me talk about something a little bit more lighthearted, because this has been some like doom and gloom subject so far, <laughs> which I don't mean to. Uh, but again, I'm just talking. Um, I forgot to mention last podcast that. I'm I'm 39, yo, and I'm just now becoming a sneakerhead. Like the shift happened so fast. Prior to my birthday, like I did I didn't own a pair of Jordans or anything like that. Um the Air Force ones I had was busted. Cause I wasn't thinking about it, man. I was just trying to take care of family, take care of uh take care of this house that we secured, you know what I mean? Shout out to this house. Lord have mercy. Um, and so those things weren't on the forefront of my mind. But once everything kind of calmed down, I was like, hmm, let me go ahead and uh, treat myself for my birthday. And while I was treating myself for my birthday, um, I had an uncle that, that treated me to some shoes. And then I had another opportunity to get some shoes. Then I won a pair of shoes. And so... Within a span of like six weeks, <laughs> I went from having no Jordans to like four pairs of Jordans, uh, some Tims, some Air Maxes. Like my sneaker, my sneaker game collection is coming up, man. And then, all right, so the first pair pair of Jays I got was the Team Jordans. I want, I didn't want to dive into it like head first with it. Pun intended. <laughs> but uh, I got the Team Jordans, the all black joints. I was like, okay, you know, just something, something I could wear. You know, I ain't, ain't too into it. But the ones I got for uh, the ones I, um, uh, Uncle got me was um, the Bread Fours, the Jordan Fours, the Breads. The ones, okay, if you look at the podcast, matter of fact, yeah, if you look at the pot, the main podcast image that says Flawed Culture Podcast, 
Those shoes. Those. I call them the flawed culture um, Jordans. That's what I call them now. And it's funny that I, I had that as the image and didn't own those. But I guess it was the motivation. And so when the opportunity presented itself, I was like, oh, I'm definitely getting these. Scoop. So I got the flawed culture uh, Jordan 4 breads, man. And man, those things are pretty. And then... I got birthday money. Yeah, I think some of y'all were online when y'all, I got surprised. I'm like, oh, this, wow, I don't know what to do with this. And I say, wait a minute, I'm becoming a sneakerhead. Let me get some more Jordans. <laughs> so I got those Jubilees, those 25th anniversary Jubilees, uh, Jordan 11s. Copped. Got him. <laughs> so I got those. Then. Once I really started understanding the sneaker world and what was the most coveted Jordan shoe you can get was the uh, the OG uh, Chicago's, the Jordan 1's. Don't worry, I didn't get those. <laughs> I saw the price tag on those. Uh-uh. What I did do, though, was I saw that they had some Jordan uh, Chicago mids. And I know there's the sneaker heads. That some of them are iffy about mids and highs. But those Jordan mids, the Chicago one Jordan mids, man, uh, listen, the white, the white heel, not the black toe, the white heel. I got the white heel. So literally it's, it's the Chicago ones, but they're mids and they just have the white heel. And I was like, scoop, let me cop those. Then I, then I was like, let me get into some custom work. Cause all I got to do is paint this heel red. They practically the Chicago's that I wanted. So that's what I did, man. So that's what I did, man. And I customized it. I'm, I think I'm going to post a picture later, man. But I'm set, man. I ain't got to spend two G's for the Chicago high, uh, highs, man. I got the Chicago Miz custom in this joint, man. So I'm good. I'm goody. And I got my eyes on the next couple of pair of Jordans I'm gonna eventually get, man. So I'm I'm not even I'm not even worried about it. Um, then I got like the all white Air Maxes, Air Max Plus, the TNs, and so oh oh, and I got the uh, the Run DMC uh, Adidas Superstar joints, man. I was like, man, these are the classic shoes. How come I never had these? Man, shout out to Sir Kirkwood, man. Kirkwood, shout out. Jamil, he just tuning in. Nikki, shout out. Oh, Velda, hey. Oh, Darrell. Oh, listen, man, I, I got family. I got family tuning in. Oh, Dar. No, I'm not Harden. <laughs> Harden's doing something with his hair that I'm just not going to replicate. Like, I dressed up for as James Harden last Halloween or the Halloween before last that ain't happening no more. First of all, I'm not buying a, a Brooklyn Nets jersey. And second of all, whatever's on his head now, I'm just not doing that. It is what it is on that. Um, Man, 20 minutes. <laughs> and, and I'm sitting here like, man, what, am I, what else am I going to talk about? Let me get this out the way, too. Super Bowl's coming up. I'm a, I'm a diehard 49ers fan. And I've I've been a strong advocate for saying Joe Montana's the GOAT. I'm gonna have to scoot Joe Montana over a little bit and say he's one of the GOATs because is 
is much as I don't want to admit this because I've been a Brady hater for most of his career. Tom Brady's the GOAT, man. Tom Brady is the GOAT. Ten Super Bowls. And he did this one without Belichick. I know he had a lot of pieces around him, but still, you still got to connect the pieces, man. You, It's just like having dope basketball gear, but you ain't got no skills. Like, there's a lot of those people on the basketball court. Like, it don't matter what you got. It's how you use it. And he just knows how to use it. And that's why he's in his 10th Super Bowl. So, that, you know, shout out to him going up against Patrick Mahomes which I kind of knew they was going to repeat. As soon as they beat my Niners, man, in the Super Bowl, I was like, listen, they got a chance to repeat. Then they came out firing this year. Um, I was like, yeah, they got a good chance. So that should be a dope Super Bowl. Um, I wish both of them could lose, to be honest with you. Um, (laughs) I don't want them to have success. Sorry, still bitter. However... If I had to choose, I think Mahomes is going to win it. I think the Chiefs are going to repeat. They say, oh, don't, 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 don't bet against Brady. Guess what? I'm betting against Brady. <laughs> it ain't happening, dog. Mahomes and them boys going to put up points. You hear me? Points. Um, I hope it's not going to be a blowout. I hope it's a close game. But I can't bet against Mahomes. Sorry, I can't do it. Uh, basketball still look. Oh no! Before I get into basketball, I think I talked about. It. I don't want to. I don't want to revisit it again on this podcast. But obviously, the quarterback market is wide open. Uh, Jamil said, "You notice there isn't a second scandal with Tom Brady." I, I feel you, bro. Like he's been scandal free this year. We'll see, you know. But, of course, there's quarterbacks floating around. Aaron Rodgers had everybody on like, what? For a split second, then he kind of deaded the rumors about him wanting out of Green Bay, which I didn't give too much stock into it. But Matt Stafford's available. Uh, Deshaun Watson wants out. All these quarterbacks wants out. And then everybody keep nudging the 49ers. What y'all going to do? What y'all going to do? I do think, and it's not really his fault. It's just how unlucky he's been with health. But Jimmy got to go, man. That's my dude, man. So I, I I wish him success wherever else he goes. But we got to, I don't know, man. We just, I'm ready to move on from Jimmy. We need somebody that's healthy, that can stay healthy, um, and that can make crucial decisions because his decision-making a lot of times scares me. Like, fam, you look so certain when you're throwing those interceptions. Like, you knew. Like, you know how sometimes when you throw an interception, (laughs) you throw an interception, right? And, like, especially the Eli Manning face, like, oh, 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 man. Oh, dagnabbit, I threw another interception. Eli was famous for that, looking like a sourpuss every time he threw an interception. Jimmy Garoppolo looks so confident, like, yo, I know this ball is about to go to my receiver. And it'd be in in the precious arms of the cornerback. Like, oh, 
another interception, and it was just frustrating. <laughs> so I'm, I'm kind of over it, man. If we need to get Matt Stafford, they're saying uh, Matt Ryan might be an option too. So look out for that. But I'm not going to get all up into up in arms about it until we can get to the point where the off season is here. You know what I mean? So it's whatever, whatever on that. Um, anywho, that's my sports take. No, Josh, I'm not challenging you to a beard off. In fact, I am ready. Facebook, if you can see this, I'm ready not to cut the beard, but the mustache. I don't know if y'all see the mustache. Normally when I grow up my beard, I don't have my mustache this thick. This is the first time I've had my mustache this thick. And let me tell you, I'm annoyed. Um, hair is just all in my nose, all on my lip. Sometimes it goes into my food. And I'm like, you know what? But I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep the beard. It's been a signature thing for me, and I didn't mean for it to be a signature thing. And every time I cut it off, I'm like, I'm done. I'm not growing it back out again. But the thing about cutting your hair is it seems to grow back faster. So this thing is just like, I'm stuck with you. And then the grays are just popping through even more, which I can kind of blame that on my teenage son. But listen, I try. I, I hollered at my wife, man. I was like, hey, babe. Can I get some just for men? She's like, absolutely not. And so I can't I can't diet, man. I'm going to just rock the grays. I earned them. I earned them. Yeah, I'm talking about I earned them. These are OG, OG grays coming in. So it is what it is. You know what I mean? Anywho, man. Um, one other thing I'm going to talk about. Then I'm, I'm, I'm going to cut this joint short. For this podcast, um, <clears throat> which I'm trying to stay within the 45 minute, uh, the 45 minute mark, but I want to talk about purpose. Now, the the takes that I'm gonna say may not be popular takes, hot takes as they call it, um, and by no may no way, shape, or form am I trying to upset people. With these takes, but at the same time, man, I've really been mulling over it. And I think, especially in the church, there's so much emphasis on finding your purpose. And um, I think it's been causing a lot of unnecessary stress and anxiety for a lot of people. What I mean by that is you got so many people saying, oh, man, I know I'm put on this earth for a reason. Oh, I got to find my purpose. I just can't find my purpose. What is my purpose in life? And then they go to these seminars and they get these books by purpose driven life, which, again, I'm not dissing these methods and books and people who write it. I'm just talking from my perspective. I think it's causing unnecessary stress, depression, anxiety when you put it that way, when you teach it that way, that you must find your your purpose in life. 
you know, if you die without knowing your purpose, oh, you've wasted your life pretty much. They're not saying that blatantly, but that's what it comes off as. And for years, I've struggled with that. My wife struggled with it, you know, because especially in the church, I'm not saying all churches. So let me not not generalize it here. But there are some churches out there that zero in on you got to find your purpose. And I think that's being taught wrong. And the reason I think it's being taught wrong is because. Especially if you're a Christian and if you're following the ways of God or not Christian or no Christian, if you believe in God. Then you believe that God is the creator and God has a purpose for you. And that's how it should be worded. I think people are spending so much time finding, quote unquote, my purpose. They're not trying to figure out what's God's purpose for your life. And that's what that's all about. Because, for example, when I sit in a chair, the chair ain't thinking about, oh, what's my purpose? When I get in a car, the car is not sitting there like, I don't know if I should start. I don't know if that's my purpose or not. Um, when, when you, anything, you turn on the TV, the TV's not saying, I don't know if I should turn on cause I don't know my purpose. The chair's purpose is to assist you in sitting. The car's purpose is to assist you in traveling. The TV's purpose is to assist you in entertainment. Right. And so I, I told, um, there's a couple of kids I was mentoring a, a few years back. I want to say about six, seven years ago. And we, we got on that subject. And I never forget. I told him, I was like, listen. Stop trying to focus on what your purpose is in life. Just help people. Assist people. If it doesn't include. Listen, if your dreams and your purpose doesn't include helping someone else then it's not a dream and it's not purpose it's a fantasy it's a fantasy because if it's all for self-gain and like oh you know my purpose is to be a millionaire so i can have a house and cars and stun on them haters that's not that's not purpose that's that's a fantasy that's what you want in life and i'm not saying you know, there's desires that we can have in life, but you can't loop that into purpose. No, your purpose is to help assist. Just like the if you notice, there's a commonality in those examples I use. The chair purpose is to assist you in sitting. The, the TV's purpose is to assist you in entertainment. The car's purpose is to assist you in transportation. The common denominator is assisting, helping. Just help. Well, how do I help? You know how to help. It's not that difficult. It's not rocket science. I don't know why we have to have 10 points of how to find my purpose. No, help someone. Help. If I was to write a book on purpose, it would be one page and it would have one word. No, two words. Help someone. <laughs> I don't know if it will sell out in the bookstores. I don't know if I'll become New York best um, bestseller on that. But fam, help someone. Well, how do I help? Help. Why are you thinking about how to help someone? If someone's drowning and you see them drowning, you're not sitting there saying, hmm, how can I get them out the water? No, you're going to find a way. So instead of looking for your purpose, look for someone to help. Look for someone to help. Now, we all have gifts and we all have talent. 
If your gifts and talent is there, that means it makes it easier for you to help someone. Go through that channel. For example, I, I do graphic design. I look at it as a gift, as a talent. I help people. Is that my only purpose in life? I don't know. Who cares? I'm helping someone. And then we got to get over. Oh, boy. Here I go with the hot takes. <laughs> then we got to get over the low-key subconscious obsession of seeing your purpose manifest. I get it. We want to do something important in this world and we want to see it in fruition and we want other people who's close to us to see it in fruition. Like, yes, but sometimes your the purpose that God has for you may be so big that you may not see it in this lifetime. Case in point. Dr. Martin Luther King. Dr. Martin Luther King had a dream. Guess what? He didn't live to see the dream fulfilled. But that didn't stop the dream. Hence, his calling or the calling that God had on his life was bigger than his lifetime. Moses, I'm going to take you all to the promised land. I can't go to the promised land. And he was all right with that. Because the God, the purpose that God had for him was bigger than his lifetime. So for those who are not seeing the dots connect and you're thinking, oh, I don't think I'm making an impact in somebody's life. You are. You are. Keep going. Keep helping because you're planting seeds. And if you plant the seeds correctly, it's supposed to outlast your lifetime. If I'm doing all this work and my, and my kids aren't benefiting from this and carrying it on, or if even if I didn't have kids, if someone hasn't been impacted and say, you know what, I'm going to carry what Jason did for me on through the rest of my life. That's how it's supposed to work, man. Everybody want trees, but they they don't want to garden. They don't want to get a green thumb. They just want the trees, right? No, get in there, seed, water. You may not see it bloom right in front of your eyes, but trust me, it's going to bloom if you stay consistent in helping people. Help people. Help. Now, you can't help everybody. That's something I had to learn. It was a hard lesson. It was a hard lesson, but I had to learn it. I, you can't help everybody. The quickest way to upsetting folks is trying to help everybody. The quickest way to go insane is trying to help everyone. And it was a very tough lesson, man. I, You know, you can give but so much advice. But if the person you're giving advice to don't apply it. They just they just don't apply it. And a lot of people are just consumers of feel good words and encouragement. But, man, if I ever encouraged anybody. Please, first of all, thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm honored. But take that, apply it and pass it on. Pass it on, man. I've never listen. I, 
I'm telling you, trust me, I know how the algorithms work. I do this for a living. I've been in graphic design marketing for 18 plus years. If I wanted to have thousands upon thousands of followers on all of my social media platforms, I can. There has been there has been things I have posted that has been stolen from me and went viral so many times. I have had so many viral posts <laughs> within the past 10, 15 years. It's nuts. And not once did I get upset and say, oh, no, I did get upset about that. Medea goes to Africa one that that upset me. But the other joints, it's like whatever. I'm not about quantity, man. I'm about quality. I'd rather reach one person and give 100 percent instead of reaching 100 people and giving one percent. And I, I will admit that approach sometimes is counterproductive to what I could ultimately become. Hey, you can have more eyes on this. Hey, you're talented, man. More people should know about you. Ah, okay. But my my follow-up game and, and what I'm trying to do with people is much more important to me than trying to accure more folks, more eyes. Um, if it happens, it happens. It's not something I'm forcing. But trust me, if I really was into it, I could have thousands upon thousands of followers, verified stickers, the whole nine. I know how I know how it works. I know how it works. There are Okay. This is proof. And matter of fact, let me see if I can go to it real quick since I'm on here. Uh youtube.com good All right. Ooh, y'all can't hear this. I didn't mean for this to come on. Ooh. Okay, I didn't plan for that to come on. That that beat went hard. I almost came out of retirement. <laughs> uh, anywho, no nah, man. So. I did an experiment and this is this is proof that I know how to do what I do. I did an experiment. You can go on youtube.com slash goodness day or you can type in uh, YouTube. You can search this video called Iconoclast Dave Chappelle plus Maya Angelou full episode, right? I don't know if it was a short lived thing I was trying to do with a brand called Goodness Day. Um, but I purposely put that video out there and it was the day that uh, Maya Angelou passed away. And I said, watch the algorithm go nuts. I'm going to go ahead and upload this whole episode that I don't think a lot of people have seen because it's with Dave Chappelle and Maya Angelou. It's a dope episode, but I did not see it on, um, YouTube at all. So I sped it up a little bit so it didn't get completely taken down on purpose. And I put it up online on purpose. And to this day, it got 1.4 million views. Come on, man. Come on. Stop playing with me, first of all. <laughs> 
stop playing with me. So, man, if I got 200 followers on Insta, Twitter and not too many friends on this platform and not too many, that means I don't care. I don't care, man. I don't care about bots. I don't care about numbers. But no, the day that I start caring, oh, oh, trust me. Because what's, what's crazy about it, and I'm going to segue into this last point, and I'm going to get out of here. What's crazy about it is people have become so consumed with numbers that they're missing the talent. They're so consumed with numbers that they're missing the talent. Like, I posted something a couple of days ago. It's a picture of Tom Brady at the Combine. He didn't get drafted yet, but he was in the process of getting drafted. It showed him with his shirt off and everything, and he looked like a square, dog. He looked bummy. Like, who? This is a football player? Who's going to pick this guy up? And he ended up getting drafted sixth round, towards the end of the sixth round, right? And he ended up becoming the greatest quarterback of all time. But did he have everybody in his face? No. Was was he coming out of college and everybody was like, oh, he's going to be the next GOAT. He's going to surpass all of them. No. And that's a lesson, man, that anybody be can become the GOAT. Anybody can become the greatest of all time. You don't have to be flashy. You don't have to fit in or have these extravagant social media numbers. And I think a lot of people, the higher up or the people that be, A&Rs, the whole nine, they're looking for people, oh, well, let's check the numbers. I'm not saying discredit numbers. That's, that, that's a part of it. I'm, I'm not completely bashing and poo-pooing on that. I'm saying that that can't be the only metric you go off of because there could be somebody with a hundred followers who's just not good at really broadcasting themselves, but got the greatest talent, the greatest singing voice um, or somebody at an unknown school. That's just the dopest athlete out there. So much talent is not being discovered because we're looking at the wrong things most of the time. And I'm like, yo, let's let's look at this differently. Let's stop overlooking people, man. Like you, you're going to miss out. You're going to miss out. Trust me. Now, with this podcast, look, I'm on episode 54. Honestly, I should be on 154 by now. I took I took practically a year off. <laughs> you know what I mean? And when I do look at the numbers for the podcast, maybe eight listens there, maybe 20 listens there. I don't tell y'all to go share my stuff and hey, make sure they see this. Um, even when I was rapping, dog, I got 11. No, not 11 mixtapes. Eight mixtapes. Yeah, I got eight mixtapes that I've done over the years. I have over 250 songs out there on the Internet. And there are still people today who don't know or didn't know that I rap. I'm retired now, so don't worry about it. <laughs> but I think each time I released a mixtape, I may have had 
a hundred listens. <laughs> like my streaming numbers were small. Now, granted, I'd never submitted it to Spotify or the big streaming platforms. It's just on Bandcamp, but even still, man, I did stuff for my enjoyment. I did stuff because it was an outlet. I'm doing this podcast because it's the outlet. Do I expect this podcast to be the number one podcast in the world and I get a podcast deal out of it? Nah. If I do, great. If I don't, great. It doesn't matter. I had to start doing stuff for me first. And if it benefits others, man, that's great. Um, And I'm going to talk about stuff because I just I'm a helper in nature, man. And, and I want to help people to think of things differently. My family's laughing, having a good time in the background because they're eating and I'm mad hungry. So I'm gonna go ahead and wrap this up because <laughs> your boy's hungry. You hear me? Um, but anywho, man, to the people out there that's really struggling, what is my purpose? Why am I here on this earth? All I say to that man is take the attention off yourself and just help others. If you don't, it, the, the real issue is when you feel like you can't help anybody. And I want to go ahead and also put an end to that concept, put an end to that thought that you can't help somebody. Helping is not even that difficult. Your help for the day may just be smiling at someone and because you don't know what that can do. That could be the one thing that they received that day. Like, wow, that's the first and only smile I received from another human being. That got me through the day. You help someone. Opening the door. You help someone. I'm not interested in what you can do. I'm interested in who you can help and how you've been helping. No matter what you do is what you do, man. If you can sing, great. If you can dance, great. If you can dunk a basketball, awesome. I'm not caught up in what people do. I'm caught up in how they treat people, how they help people. Because if that's off, I don't care, man. I don't care. I don't care how much you have. What are you leaving? What are you leaving? So that's it, man. Y'all be encouraged. Stop trying to find your purpose and getting caught up in, what's my purpose? Find out what God's purpose is for you. And just like a manufacturer, like if, okay, again, and a lot of people may not believe in God. I get that. It's whatever, whatever, um, you know, respect to whatever, whoever y'all serve or don't even believe in. But I'm talking to people who believe in God. If God is your creator and he created you, then know that. The, your purpose is tied into the manual that was written. See, people don't read, too. That, that's another thing. We don't read manuals, right? We don't read manuals. Don't really read. We quote it. We don't read it, though, because it's fine printing everything. And just sometimes this means another thing. We don't we don't study and read it. We just we just quote and say, oh, here's the, I, that's another topic for another day. But. Just like a manufacturer issues out a manual for the product, go to the manual. Man, how do I get this remote control car to start? 
you know what, let me open up that manual. We sitting here trying to write new manuals and come up with new ways to get something functioning when it's, it's already in the manual from the creator. But, you know, I'm not a preacher. I'm not trying to preach or anything like that. I'm just saying, if you don't, this, here's what I'm saying. Do that. Go to the, the book, the manual that God written, the Bible for some. It, it, it's the Bible. But if you don't even, even if you don't want to do that, even if you don't want to do that, simplify this and move you got to keep your legs moving in on in this life life is too short life is too short man it's too short just keep it moving keep it moving and you keep it moving by just simply helping someone help someone what's my purpose in life meanwhile somebody got like <laughs> their hands are full with bags and stuff and they need to get into the house hold on stay right there i know you got your hands full with a lot of bags, but I'm trying to find my purpose in life. <laughs> it's not that difficult, man. I'm, I'm really, I'm, I'm so serious, man. It's not that difficult. Your purpose in life should include helping someone. Start there. How do I help? You have tools. Those are called gifts and talents. Use those to help someone. Don't use it to show off. Don't use it to impress. Don't use it to go on Clubhouse and say, well, I've done this and I've done that. Don't get on LinkedIn and say, I'm the CEO of this, or the CEO of that. Who cares? We're not caught up in titles. Use the gifts and talents that you've been blessed with to help others, not Puff up your resume, not puff up your timeline, but to help others. Help others. It's that simple. Man, listen, <laughs> I could go on and on, man. When, once I realized that we did not have to make this so complicated, my life has been great. Not saying that it's all it's been all peaches and king, uh, cream and stuff like that. No, just been down moments. I've had bad seasons. I have good seasons, but the pressure, the pressure of finding my purpose, that's gone. I'm helping people because if I think about this, let's say I found, quote unquote, my purpose. Then I'm going to spend the rest of my life putting myself in a box. Oh, wait, my purpose is to to be a bus driver. And I'm going to spend the rest of my life finding buses. <laughs> When I could be doing more. Some people are called to do more than one thing. What's my calling? Help someone. Just help. And then when you become consistent in helping, you're going to realize, well, gosh darn it. Maybe I should make a business out of this. Maybe I should just keep doing this. Maybe this is what I'm here for. I don't know why people are playing the lottery like, oh, man, I really hope my calling is big in life. Oh, man, I hope I'm called. Some people are not going to be millionaires in this lifetime. Some people are not going to have a nice house or a nice car in this lifetime. You can. I'm not saying you can't. But there are people who, who may not ever get that. 
but you know what everybody gets the opportunity to do? Help someone. Help someone. Billy Graham led millions of people to Christ. But the guy that led Billy Graham to Christ could have been the only, that guy, Billy Graham could have been the only person he led to Christ. Guess what? God math. I'm, I'm going to show you God math. When that guy gets to heaven, that go, that's going to count. God's going to be like, yo, you saved millions of people. And the guy's going to be like, Lord, no, I only talked to Billy Graham. Yes, but the seed you put in Billy Graham caused Billy Graham to save millions. So those millions count for you, too. That's that vertical influence, not horizontal, vertical influence. Vertical influence. I may not change the world. I think Tupac said this. I may not change the world, but I'm going to affect the person that, that probably will or something like that. He said something to that effect. I feel him. Pac did that. We're still talking about Tupac. And he's been gone for almost 30 years now. Almost 30. Is, the, is my math right? 25. We'll say 25-ish. I don't know. I, I'm doing quick maths. 24, 25. I don't know. He's been gone for a long time. And we're still talking about him like he's still here. He understood it. He's like, yo, I may affect the person that could change the world. And that's how I live my life. I may not go viral ever again or eclipse thousands of followers and friends, but I know for a fact that I'm affecting somebody's life. And I'm humbled and honored that I'm able to do that. I've had a few people hit me up um, just these past couple of months saying, man, thank you for telling your journey and your story, which is kind of rare, still rare on social media. Like, I get it. You can post all your highlights. I'm not against posting highlights, but if you, when you post the whole story, not just the highlights, but the low lights that eventually became highlights, the whole story, it really helps people. It puts stuff more in perspective. It allows people to follow the journey with you. And that's how I approach things, man. I don't want to just post all good things. There's been some bad moments, y'all. <laughs> what was it, 2018? Boy, I was on social media almost every day, like, oh, still trying to look for a job, guys. Man, I'm, I'm, I'm hit it up again. Man, I sure am depressed. I, you can go back and look at my, my posts. I talked about the bad times. So when the good times happened a year later and so, the people was like, yo, I'm really happy for you. Like, they were sincerely happy. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm really happy for you. That's dope. And so these past couple of months, I've had people come up to me and say, man, your story about building your house, it really inspired me and my family to take that leap of faith. And now we're building homes. Thank you. There's been at least four or five people within the past two months that's hit me up and said, because of you and your wife and y'all story on the faith that it took for y'all to get your house built, we started doing it. That's beautiful, man. That, that, that's beautiful. I'm so happy. And 
I just I want everybody. I want everybody to win. I know everybody can't win. And winning comes at different times in your life. So we can't necessarily all win at the same time. But I hope y'all get some W's in your lives, man. And then for those who are experiencing some W's, some wins, I hope y'all go on a winning streak. I'm all about winning streaks now, man, because for so long, every time I got a win in my life, I got paranoid. Like, okay, this is a great season. I'm waiting for the bad to hit. Where's the bad? I'm waiting for the bad. Nah, I'm not on that now. I'm trying to build on on the W's. I'm trying to get some winning streaks. You know what I mean? But anywho, thank y'all for listening to me. Thank y'all for listening to this podcast. Y'all have a great week. Uh, let me give myself a round of applause. <laughs> y'all can't hear this Facebook, but it's all good. Uh, yeah, man. I'm I'ma just go ahead and just wrap this up. Y'all be easy. Y'all have a great week out there. Thank y'all for listening. Facebook, for the people who tuned in, thank y'all so much for tuning in. I'm, a tr- I'm still working on certain things, man, as far as like when I play certain sound bits that y'all can hear it too live. I'm going to get into that. I know how to have guests on the show, so I'm going to end up setting that up. It's Right now, I think it's probably going to have to be through Zoom. Um. Something like that. I don't know. We'll figure it out because I want to have guests on the show. But y'all take it easy. Thank y'all. Appreciate y'all. And go help somebody. You know what? That's going to be my closing from now on. Thank y'all. God bless you. And go help somebody. Where's my drop, yo? I can't help that I'm custom made. I can't help it that I look good.